Hello everyone, it's Elsie from Chit Chat with E. And I am so happy that you guys are here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. Gobble, gobble. The food was delicious. We spent a very pleasant time. Black Friday isn't the way it used to be, um, but we did go out still. We went out bright and early, and there was a really great sale at Nordstrom Rack. So we had a great time on that rack. <laughs> and um, that's pretty much it. But if you're interested in participating, please do not hesitate to DM me on my chit chat with E on Instagram so we can discuss. So let's chit chat. Coming knocking our door, coming knocking our door. We've been waiting for you, we've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers, and hers and his. Three's company too. I loved Three's Company, and I enjoyed watching it growing up. And of course, it's showing my age, but it's okay. <laughs> for all of you that don't know what Three's Company is, Three's Company was a show on ABC, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite shows. I used to watch it and it was so funny. It was a show about three roommates, uh, two ladies and a gentleman. And what happened was because back then they weren't able to move in together um, because, you know, they wouldn't allow it. The landlord wouldn't allow it. Or some landlords, I guess. So what they did was they said that the male who was played by John Ritter uh, and his name was Jack on the show was gay so it made it funny it made it really a funny show and i think there was a spin-off of that show but it was so funny his best friend was larry and they had to hide the fact that he was straight and he was always getting girlfriends because he was like popular he was a chef and then you have joyce widow who is um the dark-haired one and she was uh funny in her own way but suzanne summers which is the blonde one you know, they always make the blonde one to be like the dizzy one that doesn't know stuff and is funny and and whatever. So they made a good it made a good group. And the cast was so much fun to watch. It was I loved it. I loved watching the show. <laughs> well, Susan Summers came out in an article that I, I saw and she came out and said why she was actually fired from and it's called the vintage news.com and it says why she was the real reason Suzanne Summers was fired from Three's Company. And the article was written by Samantha Franco. And, you know, Suzanne is looking fabulous these days. You know, she really did it. She, um, you know, she kept going. She left the show because they didn't want to give her the same salary they were giving the male character. She lasted to the fifth season and they brought in a cousin. And the cousin was funny, too. But, uh, you know, it's, it's always great to have the original cast. You know, it's always so much fun. But she wanted sufficient pay for the work she was doing. And because she wanted sufficient pay, she was told, bye-bye. It was a hit television sitcom. And it premiered on March 15, 1977. So, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> It was the biggest, it was one of the top shows on ABC, you see? It was based out of Santa Monica, 
California, which I used to, I love California. Watching it on TV always made me want to go there. So that was so funny. So anyway, she was bubbly and, you know, I, I could relate to her because she was bubbly blonde alongside John Ritter as Jack Tripper and Joyce DeWitt as Janet Wood. And it was clear that Summers was a breakout star on the show and won the People's Choice Award for Favorite Female Performer in a new TV program in 1978. And she was even nominated for the Golden Globe, Best Actress in a Television Series, Comedy or Musical, and a Photo Play Awards Gold Medal for Favorite Female Sex Symbol. Oh, okay, yeah, she was she was also beautiful then. And when she went into the sixth, fifth season, she it was time for a change. That's right. You know what? The show's making more money when it's getting all this attention. So why not compensate the people that are working on the show? And I know when it comes to the males, they will they still get paid higher pay. And this is what we're fighting today. We still have this issue. When it came to review the contracts, Summers had some changes in mind for her rate of pay. Her male co-star, Ritter, was being paid $150,000 per episode. The average rate of pay for male television stars at the time was that, $150,000. However, Summers was only being paid $30,000 per episode. What the How in the world is he getting paid $150,000 per episode and she's being paid $30,000? Isn't that freaking crazy? Before that, she was getting $3,500. So they felt like, oh, yeah, well, we're giving you a lot more money because, you know, you wasn't nobody. But hello, she, it was five seasons already. She was five seasons in. She needed her promotion. And she's asking for a raise. And why should the man make more money than the woman? They all did their part on this show. And that was before they gained popularity. She made the show as well. He wasn't the only one. And that's all she wanted. And her husband was a manager and a former television producer, um, Alan Hamill. And he negotiated with ABC on her behalf. And when things went sour, you know, they got rid of her. <laughs> and they got generally, uh, they got another girl. And she became the cousin. The show went on for a little while, but it was sad for her. And... She said, you know what? It is what it is. But guess what happened? Her husband told her that she needed to be made an example. Because back then they had Laverne and Shirley. And I'm sure they had to pay them more money. But ABC decided they needed to make an example of female actresses. So that no other woman would ask to be paid what men were making. And then Susan, then Susan Summers was fired. <laughs> this is crazy. Like... You know, and then they they messed up her reputation. They said she was difficult to work with, you know, and she struggled to find work. This could put you in a freaking depression. But you know what? She picked herself up with her hormones. because so she'd be selling hormones, telling you how to how to work your hormones. I gotta I gotta read her book. So she went to Las Vegas. She landed up in Las Vegas. She got a gig. She worked her ass off, and she maintained her residency for fifteen years. Okay, and 
She also had other career successes such as a major role in the 90s sitcom Step by Step. Loved that show too. <laughs> but it wasn't long until she became the spokesperson for one of the most popular exercise infomercial products on the market. The Thigh Master, I had one, went on to sell millions. And someone said she stopped counting after 10 million. She also became the spokesperson for hundreds of other products and even became a New York Times best-selling author, having written 27 books. Additionally, she's a health spokesperson and cancer survivor. Good for her. And when they asked her, how did you survive? She said, well, I'm still standing and I'm standing strong. I love women like this. I really do. This article caught my attention because it's something that we as women are going through even today we're going through this in, in our own jobs that we're in so you know what the best thing for you to do is be your own boss i have to take my own advice because this is this is something that really is sad i think that women that get through it went through it you know what i'm saying and their advice is very crucial to our young ladies of today just wanted to say that i find this to be so so funny <laughs> so funny uh andy cohen announced that the beverly hills housewives will be on pause for a little bit um because he said they're just taking a break uh, of course after the kathy hilton and lisa rinna problem on the show it became a big deal but they don't realize kathy hilton don't play that shit she looked like she shut that down <laughs> one phone call she made one phone call and she said, you're not going to make a fool out of me. This shit is not going to continue. Honestly, the show is getting on my nerves. Now they're saying that Diane lied about giving, donating money to victims. And then you have the other one on the other side saying, if you're kind of for me, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Erica Jane. So, yeah, they were starting to get on my nerves, all of them. I mean, except for Garcelle. I love her. But I'm just saying, but like... The whole thing, the whole reality show was like out of hand. It was out of hand. And then you have the other one, Kathy's sister, Cal. She's like a back and forth type of woman. You could tell that she's into that, all that gossip shit. And, she, you know, she instigates a lot of shit. That's how I see it. That's how I see her on the show. In real life, who knows? I don't know how these people are. But it's funny that they're taking a pause. Andy's like, you know what? We're going to have to take a pause. Actually, I don't even think it was Andy. I think, honestly, again... I think Kathy Hilton make a, made a phone call. She has power, a lot of power. So uh, she probably shut that shit down. <laughs> Let's talk about Zoe Zandana, 44 years old, playing a student half her age. It's on Netflix. It was a sad movie, I have to say. It was, it was beautiful. I mean, it had a lot of love in it, but... I don't like sad movies. So I love that she was acting in. I saw the whole thing because she was in it. And I wanted to see the whole thing. But um, it was just too intense for me. However, she looked fabulous. I mean, when they first started, oh my God, look at her. She is 44 years old. And in the movie, I think she was playing like a 20-year-old or whatever it was. And it was a true love story. It was like a little series. And I have to say, good for you, Zoe. I love Zoe. She is such a class act. Like, she really is the epitome of class. Like, the things that she said that comes out of her mouth when she comes out in interviews, she is absolutely stunning. Um, she is well-spoken. Um, she is genuine. I love everything about her. And it's not only because she's a Latina, because, you know, but 
I just think I love everything about her. So I just wanted to mention, yeah, she's on. she was on the Netflix movie. And yeah, it was sad for me. But she did a great job. And she looked fabulous in it. So I just wanted to say that. By the way, the name of the movie is From Scratch. Jennifer Aniston is opening up like never before about her secret struggles to have a child while the world was speculating about whether she was pregnant. And I remember them speculating that she couldn't have kids. They kept saying that she wasn't able to have children. So the rumor, part of that rumor was true because um, obviously she was having problems having kids and she wasn't able to have one. Which is sad. I never really wish this on anybody. It's such a... It, it is a... It, from what I see, is a hard struggle, you know? It really is. And a lot of women go through it and it's sad. She posed in a new cover story for Allure magazine. And she looks absolutely stunning, as always. Because she has a beautiful figure. She always comes out looking gorgeous in everything that she does. 53 years old. And she talks about the hard shit she went through in her 30s and 40s. Revealing, she adds that while the world was speculating, she was trying every means possible to conceive a child. All the years and years and years of speculation, it was really hard. I was going through IVF, drinking Chinese teas, you name it, she shares. I was throwing everything at it. I would have given anything if someone had said to me, freeze your eggs, do yourself a favor. You just don't think it, you know. So here I am today, the ship has sailed. Aww. The rumor said that she couldn't have kids and this has confirmed that, yeah, she couldn't have kids. You know, rumors, there's always some truth sometimes to rumors and it's annoying. You know what I mean? It's annoying. I, You know, like, I hate rumors. This is why I, if I was a celebrity, I would be an open book. Just like <laughs> Kenny Rogers, you know, he's an old, old timer. He used to say that he used to call the tabloids with his story because like that they get it. They got it right the first time. And you know what? He was on to something because that's something that I would do. <laughs> I would just call him and say, look, guys, save yourself the trouble. Here's the info. Because, <laughs> man, these people be up your ass. They don't even let these people live. Um, now that she moved on from trying to have a biological child of her own, Aniston says it's a relief. I can imagine. I have zero regret, she says. I actually feel... A little relief now because there is no more. Can I? Maybe, maybe. I don't have to think about it that anymore. She also opens up about the speculation surrounding her failed marriages to Brad Pitt and Justin Durox, saying that she was seen as unwilling to have a child, which was a forced narrative throughout the splits. You know, her narrative was, she just said, I was just selfish. I just cared about my career and God forbid a woman is successful and doesn't have a child. And the reason my husband left me why we broke up and ended our marriage was because I wouldn't give him a kid. It was absolute lies. I don't have anything to hide at this point. I mean, to be married to Brad Pitt, I mean, he's fly, but you know, he also has his own issues that he had with Angela Jolie and you know that's like a little spin-off right there when with her he adopted children and he also has biological children with her six children all together with her so maybe part of the room again was probably true he probably did want kids it doesn't matter right now that's exactly what she's saying on the front cover it says it all she says i don't have anything to hide at this point and she said she was very protective of her going through that process and like anyone should be, you know, it's your life. And, you know, she said that she wanted to have something private. My God. And it's true. 
She never really talked about her fertility struggles in the past. And we don't need to be married or mothers to be complete. That was back then that she, she said that. But they kept, they still kept egging at her. You know, here, she can't have kids. Like, like if it's a taboo, my God. I, I understood when she went through this. And it's sad because I grew up watching her. And, you know, we were almost the same age. She went, you could tell she was going through it. Because a lot of times she would put that, that, that bitch face, you know, that poker face. And yeah. I can understand why. But she's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. And it's great to see a woman stand her ground. What I like about this is once you reach a certain age for any woman, we decide to say, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to say what I want to say. And I'm going to say it the way I want to say it. You know what I'm saying? So for her to come out and finally say, you know what? This is what happened. Now you know. You know, but I, what I say is, that's awesome that she can do that. And, you know, that was a time in her life that she was going through something and she wanted to keep it private. And unfortunately, this world is so nosy. Jennifer looks on fire. She has a bikini on with like a thong. An itsy bitsy bikini at that and it has like Chanel on it. She looks fly. Good for you, Jennifer. This was really a sad thing to read and it broke my heart to hear this. You know, we, like when my toy was experimenting on, on um, dating apps and all that stuff and things like that. And I know a few people that actually got married through the apps. So it's not all wrong, but it definitely is dangerous and you really do have to pay attention and Make sure when you're doing things, you leave the records behind, like you call your family, you know, leave messages, uh, always show your de destination, you know, like anything that you have to do that's not uh, close to your home or whatever it is, and any, even if it's close to your home, even if you're letting someone into your home that you're just meeting for the first time, you need to tell somebody. When I used to go out when I was younger, I used to... Um, I used to send my phone number of the person that I was seeing, leave the address, the license plate. I was crazy like that. I would send it to my cousin. I would always send her the information on who I'm seeing, when I'm seeing them, and things like that. Once in a while, you know, when I went out. <laughs> well, it was a lot because, you know, you're young, you're doing things. But um, this is really a sad story. And I have to emphasize on this. When you are first meeting someone, like it's a date or just anything that you feel like you're just meeting someone for the first time, you don't really know much about them. I always suggest that you meet in a public place. That's one, that there's a lot of people, whatever. Um, that's what's really one. That's really a big one. But the first thing you should do before you leave out that door, that of your, you know, when you, before you leave the perimeter of your safety zone, please. Send an uh, email, text somebody, tell them this is the person I'm going to go see. If they're picking you up, make sure you get their license plate. You know, if you had a location, send your location, get, send them the pin of your location. Yes, please, 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 please do that. But I say do certain things before you leave to meet the people. Then when you're with them, as you're with them, send things out because you never know who you're having a conversation with you gotta really 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 be careful and 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 think about 
I mean, I'm not saying think negative, but at the same time, don't be, you know, you know, I'm from New York and New Yorkers have a way of thinking that sometimes maybe we do overthink, but we have, like they say, that street sense, even if we're not from the street, we still have it. It's like, a, uh, it's like in us and we, like I walk around with my key. I, if I have my car key in my hand, I walk with the key like between my fingers, like sticking out when I'm walking around to get to my car or the parking. That's just like my thing. I do that. That's my my weapon. I mean, if you say it's if anything, if I need to be if I need to protect myself, that would be something that I would use. And I, when I was younger, my dad always taught me that you you go for the juggler if somebody comes to attack you. And of course, later on, there's gonna be a situation probably. You know, when you go to the courts. Oh my God, was it self defense? Whatever it is. But you know what? You know, when somebody's coming towards you and you don't know if they're gonna kill you. You need to really pay attention. You know, you need to you need to defend yourself. You need to know how to, and you know, and it's so important, so crucial. And I, and I emphasize, please give information now. But that's not enough. Know how to protect yourself. You know what I mean? Um, woman who flew this. I read this story on Unilad, and it's about a woman who flew three thousand miles for an online date and was allegedly killed for her organs. She wasn't allegedly killed. She was killed for her organs. And um, this is a really sad uh, uh, article that I read. And I, I tell you, um, I warn you ahead of time that it's not it's not a good story um, to hear about, you know. Uh, a woman was found dead after she flew to Peru to meet a man she met online. Um, and the authorities say she could have been killed for her organs. But if her organs are missing, what do you think it is? Uh, 51-year-old Blanca Arilano from Mexico, God bless her soul, met a Peruvian, a Peruvian man on a gaming app. And after several months of talking online, she traveled more than 3,000 miles to meet him in real life. Arilano's family say that she flew out to Lima on October 31st to meet 37-year-old Juan Pablo Jesus Villafuerte. She last communicated with her family a week later on November 7th when she told niece Carla Arilano that things were progressing well and they were getting along. You see, she, she reached out to them a week later. That would put a red flag in my mind. Why are you reaching out to me a week later when you flew out from another country to another country to meet some a stranger. I want you to call me, okay? Every few hours, I swear. That's how I feel. And to know if you're safe. Because you are in another country with a stranger. But she said a week later is when she reached out to them. So that would put a red flag in my mind. I would already be going crazy over that. However, as days passed without any further communication for Arilano, her niece posted on Twitter in an attempt to track her down. In the post, Carla said the family feared for her life. I never thought I would be in this situation, but today I'm asking for your support to spread this post and find one of the most loved important people of my life, my aunt Blanca Olivia Arilano Guitevez. Disappeared on Monday, November 7th in Peru. We fear for her life. Desperate to get some answers, Carol also reached out to Villain Fuente, who told her that 
her aunt had decided to return to Mexico. Now, it's sad because they did find her. Okay, a fisherman found a faceless head in the port of a muacho, according to El País. Later on, a faceless head, faceless meaning they took her face off. Oh my God. They took her face off. Later on, an arm and a torso minus its organs were also found, as well as a single finger wearing a ring. Authorities were able to eventually determine that the body parts were Avellano after her family were able to identify the ring. So they didn't even feel, they didn't even find her full body. This is some freaking crazy shit, man. Uh, Villa Fuente, Fuente was arrested by police and named as the chief suspect in Avellano's murder and investigation are looking into whether the killing was related to organ harvesting. Of course it was. They put, they, Cut this woman into pieces. So sad. That's, you know, that's what happened. And, and, and it, it was another country and stuff like that. But this happens everywhere. Things like this happen everywhere. And um, it's really evil. And, you know, people are greed. Again, the story agreed. When people are greedy... They tend to do shit like this. Okay? It's all about greed and money and making money and just being greedy. So, yeah, very sad. You know, faceless. Fa that, that, the faceless head, that's going to stay in my mind for a while. It's, I, I mean, I'm very sad from this. God bless her soul. Oh my God, Rihanna's show, the Fafenti show was fly. Oh my God. Everyone she's done, she, every, every, every episode that she has had put out there is super amazing. And I thought the music was great, the dancing. Oh, Maxwell, girl, he made me fall in love with him all over again because I used to really burn his CD a lot. And of course, she got Johnny Depp on there. She is a smart cookie. Let me tell you, she really knows how to put a show and make her money because you know Johnny Depp has been hot this year and her putting him in the show she knew she was gonna get some hits so good for you Rihanna I am so proud of you the reason I'm gonna talk about this is because one it pisses me off and two every woman including myself has gone through something like this and it's pathetic I don't understand why do guys think that it's okay to be sexually inappropriate with a woman. Like, you know, like they can say whatever. I found this article on the website called The Things. And it was written by Alex Passa. It was published in 2021. But this actually happened in 2010. And then it resurfaced in 2019. The title of the article is Gordon Ramsay Almost Got Cancelled after this interview with Sofia Regatta. I have to give credit to Sofia because she did act classy in the interview, even though she was very uncomfortable. I don't understand why 
people don't understand when they are looking at someone and they're talking to them in a certain way and their body language is changing and you can easily see that they're uncomfortable but you continue to be obnoxious and forward with um, inappropriate words and it doesn't matter about the level you know this is what it is people act like because they have um, a higher level a higher title in the position or they're famous or whatever it is that they can do this to another person it happens to women a lot you know, especially a woman like Sofia Regatta, who is absolutely stunning. And it's not fair. It just isn't fair. And it really needs to change. And that's this is why the Me Too movement is so strong. She was talking, you know, um, they were, you know, having a conversation. And she was saying that she never yelled that loud. He goes, only in bed. Like, what the fuck? Only, like, who? why would you say that? Especially on national television just looked at him like Ugh. and i think she said something she responded because you know she don't stay shut he's he, st he kept saying multiple sexual innuendos towards her like he touched her thigh made her visibly uncomfortable that's what this article says and you can see it in the video when they're having the interview and they're actually talking his conduct was definitely off off the rails like you know like chill bro and you could tell he's not her type. Like, she would never even go for a man like him. So maybe that's why he felt like, you know, I got a show. I got money. I, I'm a chef. You know, maybe this would, you know, make her, you know, no. These two had no clue how to act around her. And yes, we must talk about Jay Leno not, def not coming to her defense. You know, if it was another comedian, which is Conan, which is another, now he's the host, he would have at least um, roasted. Uh, Ramsey and Ramsey, you know, directed him like to stop. Jay didn't do anything, which shows a lot about his character. I lost a little respect for him because of this. You know, like it shows a lot about your character. I don't know if somebody was in his ear because, you know, the producers be in the ear. They probably told him, oh, keep going, keep going. It's good, it's good. You know what I mean? But, you know, he needs to, you know, at his discretion, he needs to uh, take control of his show. He needed to defend her, you know, and it was crazy. I really, I think that that was really uh, inappropriate for him too. So she was pretty much ganged up by like two guys and that were intimidated by her beauty because, she, you know, like I said, you know, and that's messed up. It's messed up that she had to go through that. That's the whole thing that gets me mad, that she's a Latina and she's a woman. So it's like a double whammy. And that's what pisses me off about this whole thing. That's what really pisses me off. This has nothing to do without... This is what um, Pasa writes. This has nothing to do with being a feminist. Everyone who has an ounce of self-respect and a sense of empathy can see that this crosses the line. Yep. I am a man and I wouldn't want some random woman or man to invade my privacy like that. Physically and verbally. Yeah, because Ramsey did touch her thigh. Uh, this is too cringy to watch, but Sophia was really classy. So what went down during this interview? So let's talk about what went down during the interview so you guys can understand a little bit more. Gordon Ramsay made some sexual remarks towards Sofia. It all started with an innocent slideshow showing Sofia Regatta's trip to Italy. However, soon enough, things would take a turn when Gordon Ramsay started to make some harsh comments, taking things a little bit too far. In particular, Ramsey made a comment about Sophia enjoying 
a mouthful of pizza, which was met by an awkward gasp by the audience. So the audience at this point were like, what? From then on, things would only get that much harder to watch. So the audience was showing their disapproval, yet he didn't catch the hint. I won't be surprised if Sophia's boyfriend, now that he's hot, would punch him in the face if he ever saw him. Ramsey would go as far as to tap the actress on her upper thigh. Clearly, Regatta was getting a little more upset at that point, saying, no touchy. Oh my God. That is so embarrassing. I mean, if I was a guy and somebody told me that, I would have been like, oh my God. Fans stated that perhaps Jay Leno could have done a better job at managing the situation during the interview. And they're saying Conan would have roasted him and it would have been diffused right away. However, he didn't do that. To Sophia's credit, she could have made things awkward throughout the interview. She took the classy approach, diffusing the situation and typically laughing it off or changing the subject entirely when some, something inappropriate was brought up. And she even gave him credit for his cooking skills. But at one point, he was talking, like he told her, oh, go back to your... Go back to uh, Colombia or with that or something like that. But then she said, oh, please, what cuisine do you have? Freaking fish and chips. It was funny. That was funny about her. You know, and that's when the Latina came out of her. Yeah, please, what you got? Fish and chips. You know, like saying the Latinos, we got, you know, more than that. You know? Oh, my God. And, you know, he's a chef. So she kind of threw a dig at him. She also did uh, uh, praise him on, on, his, on his, uh, his restaurants and all that stuff. I won't go to any of his restaurants because of this. I won't. I won't. You won't catch me. I think I went to his restaurant one time. Um, it's, it's very pricey anyway. So, you know, I won't even go. But this really pisses me off. Uh, you know, and women, the way we handle ourselves is important. But sometimes, like with, with me, if this was my interview and the guy was acting like that towards me, I don't know if the interview would have last. Because I would have been like, excuse me, get your hands off me. Like, I would have been gone crazy on him. Like, why don't you shut up already? It's my interview. Like, I would have been like... It would have been like really a bad scene. They would have had to go to commercial. He would have had to get off the stage. And then they could have continued the career. I would have, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it, that didn't happen for Sophia. But she acted really classy. And I guess, you know, there is an audience. So, you know, she, I guess it wasn't like a private set. So there was an audience. So she really handled herself well. But, you know, this is something that I am happy that Me Too is around. Because... It's happened quite often and men think they could take advantage of a beautiful woman, you know, or a woman in general because they have the upper hand. I don't know why they feel like that. Like, you know what I mean? Because I know a man generally is stronger than a woman in strength. But when it comes down to titles and all that stuff, we got it. We got it. We got a lot of women out there that are talented, a lot of women that can hold their own. And Sophia has proven that. And, you know, this happens to Sofia Regatta a lot. And it pisses me off, you know, because, you know, she reminds me of I Love Lucy. Like that type of woman that she can be goofy, but she's also very beautiful and things like that. And it's really, it's really, it sucks that she can't be respected. You know what I mean? It, it sucks that people are so disrespectful. People don't respect her because I guess she has an accent or whatever it is. But it's just not fair. I feel like she's done her time and it pisses me off, you know, because she is a Latina and she is a woman. So it's like double whammy. She's done her, you know, she's, she's proven that she is a talented woman, that, you know, she is smart and it needs to, it needs to stop already. It needs to like, you know, it's getting old already. Like they need to stop. So yeah, I'm proud of Sophia. I just wanted to say that.
so there you have it guys the conclusion of this episode i hope you enjoy it as much as i enjoy recording these episodes if you have any questions i do put the information in the details and if you're interested in participating again dm me on my instagram chit chat with e so we can discuss so until next time ciao